human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept! And one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. This is Irene Conlon, again from sunny Arizona. Fred Rogers would say it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood if he was here today because it truly, truly is. I'm sitting in the middle of a bunch of moving boxes, and it's really strange to do a radio show in the middle of moving boxes. I'm moving this weekend, and um, my house looks really weird. But we're not going to talk about that today. Today we have something really exciting and a little departure from what we usually do. So, you know, get your coffee, do whatever you need to do to pay attention because this is going to be good. I know a number of people who've had some serious trauma in their life resulting in some something like a prolonged coma, a near-death experience, and they came back with stories from the other side. I've read a number of books and I've heard speakers who've told of these experiences. In fact, I've heard quite a few of them. For each one, it was very different. For some, it was quite, quite beautiful. For some, it was not. But regardless of the experience they've had, they've all come back changed in some significant way. I have a friend named Laura Cam. You may have heard her. She's been on this show. Um, she was pretty sensitive before she had a serious abscess at the base of her brain, and she died in the back of the ambulance on the way to the hospital. She was pronounced dead. <laughs> Somehow they resuscitated her, and after quite a long recovery period, she discovered that she had some very unusual gifts. She could see inside people's body. And it's still a little uncomfortable for me to know that when she looks at me, she can see inside me. Uh, and she truly can. She can see their organs. She can see any illness that may be residing there. She can tell the doctors what she sees. And she's become a very reliable, quite renowned medical intuitive. She had a near-death experience. It was quite profound. Others have discovered that they might have the gift of healing. They're more sensitive. They get information about other people. But they're different. Uh, some get information from those who've died. You know, the, the gifts are just unlimited. A lot of people believe this is rubbish, and it's true that some people pretend they have gifts. They're fakes. Every field, every business, almost every walk of life has its fakes. Um, they're around. Actually, there was a time when I thought all this was hogwash. But I know too many people now who've had these experiences, and I see that they have incredible gifts now. So what is it that happens, and what brings these changes about? Is it all in the brain? Is it all a spiritual thing? What is it? I, I don't think we have any definitive answers on that. But our guest today had such an experience and he's going to tell us about it. Donnie Tash is a retired psychotherapist and I think that's really rich that a psychotherapist has become a psychic. He specialized in cognitive behavioral therapy was a certified addiction counselor. I mean, he was no lightweight. He was a full-time psychotherapist. The patient population he treated suffered from addiction, post-traumatic stress disorder, relationship e issues, HIV, AIDS. 
and then he decided to retire. He wanted to move to Arizona and travel the world. I think he didn't quite make it. He became ill. He went into a coma after a surgical complication, and when he emerged, he had abilities that he had never had before. And while he was recuperating, he felt that something was different about him. And much to his own surprise, and I think it would be a real surprise, he was able to communicate with the people who'd crossed over. He was able to communicate with the dead. And he could communicate with animals. Since that time, he's had the opportunity to give psychic readings to a lot of people and to their pets. He serves as a bridge for people to reconnect with their loved ones who've crossed over. He's co-founder of the website PsychicLibrary.com, which is an interactive and educational site dedicated to the metaphysical psychic realm. And if you can, go there right now. If you can pull that up now and still listen to the show, do that. It's HTTP. And, you know, the slashes and all that, www.psychiclibrary.com. We're going to do a lot of focusing on it. It's one of the best websites I've ever seen, and it's one of the best websites about anything having to do with psychic abilities that I've seen. I met Donnie at the Holistic Gathering that's been going on here for, oh, at least 10 years now, he knew before I told him that I had a cat with a bad habit, and boy, did she. She thinks the space under the piano is a substitute for her litter box, and she uses it freely, right in my living room, under the piano. Besides that, he gave me little tidbits of information about along the way that I certainly didn't tell him and he couldn't have discovered on the Internet, and these bits of information were spot on. So I want you to pay attention, because he's the real deal in terms of his ability as a psychic, he's probably just the real deal all the way around. It is such a privilege and a pleasure for me to introduce to the radio audience Donnie Tash. Donnie, welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. Oh, hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, I'm so delighted. You have no idea. So you said that psychic sees things, and when I met you, I just saw a wonderful person at first. Oh, aren't you nice? It was a pleasure meeting you. And I didn't even have to pay you that much to say that. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> well, my services are usually free. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, tell us, what was your life like? Just a brief glimpse of what your life was like before you had this experience so we can t you know, see the changes as they took place. Well, it was pretty much normal. I mean, there was, you know, my earlier life was fun, a lot of fun things going on. And then, you know, I decided to finish my schooling and take up, you know, psychology. And I loved it. You know, I loved working with people. Um, and things were just going along great. Um, as you talked about my patient population, I, I really enjoyed working with people. Um, I had time, you know, to travel a little bit in between. And um, things would be what you'd say just a normal kind of life at that point. Um, when I decided that enough was enough with it, as you would mention, I had worked uh, with the population HIV and AIDS in the early 80s. At that point, there really wasn't a lot of uh, knowledge about the disease or actual medication. It was a tough time. Very tough time. Very tough time. And there was very few people that were trained to... Um, you know, deal with these people and talk with them. 
And what I did is, from my training on what I knew of post-traumatic stress disorder, I applied those same principles in counseling toward them, where, you know, it's a one-time happening. You have this thing told to you. It's life-changing. It's something that you think about on a daily basis. And nobody really knew how to handle this. So I took that approach toward it, and I found that so many people found comfort that, you know, there was somebody out there that was going to listen to them rather than judge them. Well, people had so many misconceptions about how AIDS was transmitted, then they didn't want to even touch anybody. They did. was right. They were, you need to be touched. Were, <laughs> you're right. They said, I can't, I'll never be hugged. I'll never be in a relationship again. My life is going to be over. How am I going to tell my parents? How am I going to tell my loved ones? I mean, these issues came up that were just so deep and terrifying for them. Yes. And, you know, they had to have some ice to air it. Um, I worked with that population. I loved it, and I lost it, a lot of them. Um, and at that point, I just felt the losses were really, really too much on me. I and, hear that. Um, that. At that point, I was dealing with a lot of death and, you know, uh, watching people go. I had no idea what was on the yeah. other side for them. You know, I, had, I, I didn't even think about the other side, other than this was just a transition that we had to work through at that point. So um, prior to, you know, my abilities today, I really never thought that much about the other side. I always thought about the transition to the other side. Right. Well, that's what most of us do. Exactly. So then you you did, you, you, you quit your practice and you moved to Arizona. Right. And I had suffered some, um, I had had a surgery that, um, they had put a mesh in, and we found out this mesh had to, it, there was a recall on it. Oh. So it was quite a complicated surgery as the mesh had been attached all around my intestines and everything. Yeah, I know that. Cats, they had gut me like a cat to do it, and something went terribly wrong. Um, from that point on, all I remember is going to the hospital. I didn't have a good feeling that day about it, though. And when um, I arrived at the hospital, I remember very little about that. And um, I just, the only thing, and I told you when I met you before, I talked to you before, that I remember a few incidents, but one of the biggest things I remember was the sensation of slipping out of a booth. Ah. I had no idea, you know, it was like, just like a dream at first. And from there on, I knew nothing else that took place. Something went wrong um, as they were doing this replacement. And from what I understand, and I've been told, hospice was in there. People were in there to say their goodbyes. There was really no more time for Donnie. So I guess it was about 14 days um, I was on life support. Wow. Yeah, and it was... You know, when, you know, people say to people, talk to somebody, you know, when they're in a coma, talk to them, they'll, they'll hear you. I really didn't hear much. I really didn't hear much of anything. Yeah. Um, so my experience has been quite, quite different. And even when you talked about people having these wonderful experiences, I had this horrible experience of sitting up in the corner of the room, looking down at myself in this terrifying feeling that I'm going to fall off the, the, the corner of the room. 
And when you say up in the corner, you mean like up in the ceiling corner. Right. Picture yourself lying on the bed, and you're sitting in the corner like 10 feet up, looking at yourself from about 10 feet away. And so you didn't have a tunnel and go to the light, but you could. You were out of your body so that you could absolutely. observe your body. Absolutely. I looked on, and it was terrifying. It was absolutely I terrifying. I imagine. And that went away. It just went away. And finally, I came to, with, you know, not really knowing what was going on, other than there was all these um, tubes in me and, and in my mouth and everywhere. There was a tube. Yeah, I, I, I'm a nurse, so I know exactly what you're saying. There's tubes everywhere. Yeah, it was just tubes everywhere, and I didn't even know where I was. You know, I thought I was um, maybe in a car accident in um, La Jolla. I, I, I had no idea what had taken place whatsoever. You didn't remember the surgery or nothing. any nothing. of that? Nothing. I don't really remember anything. I remember bits and pieces of learning to walk again. Um, I, um, apparently I was told, and I remember a little bit, I was sent to a rehab, but things went very wrong. I ended up back in intensive care and um, just very foggy, just very foggy. It's almost about two years of a lot of fogginess and bits and pieces. Two years? Yeah, of just no clear thinking. And then in the midst of the recovery, my kidneys went into failure, and I had to go on to dialysis. And then I'm told I'm going to die in eight months, and eight months later, I was on the beach in Aruba. So and, I don't you know, think actually, that you, you look like the picture of health at this <laughs> point. I want, I want the listeners to know you look extremely healthy now. I want to know how you began to notice the changes, but before we do that, it's time to take a break. I want to start out with that when we come back. So Great. this is Irene Conlon with the Self-Improvement Show and my guest, Donnie Tash, saying, Please stay tuned because we're going to be right back with some really exciting stuff. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. Are you looking to improve your personal or professional branding? What about your business? We've got a program that will help streamline your image management. Tune in to Marketing Matters, hosted by Yasmeen Anderson-Smith. Your business and public image is important to your customers' perceptions. And in this day and age, how you market yourself or your company can make the difference between running a successful business and shutting it down. Marketing Matters can be heard every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on World Talk Radio Variety. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Donnie Tash. He's a gifted psychic, uh, wasn't always. He was a psychotherapist, and we've just been talking about what seemed to be a near-death experience. Uh, at least he knows he was out of his body. He had a long illness. And now I want to know, Donnie, when did you start noticing that changes had taken place, that you were different? Well, I told you I had to learn to walk again. And behind my house there was a walkway which goes along uh, a golf course. And we had a wonderful woman that helped us, Cookie, and her and I would go for walks. And I had a puppy at that time, and she would walk the puppy. I put the other dog in the basket of the walker, and I'd practice my walking. And many times when people would come by, I would sense something about them. You know, just kind of weird. You know, just a, <laughs> a feeling about them that I usually didn't get around people. You like know, you could tell if they were sad, or you could tell if they exactly. I was just going, "Oh my God, that person's miserable." <laughs> that person's very happy, you know. But to the point, we're feeling it, actually sensing the joy or the sadness the person was having. And you didn't do that before. No, no. It was more on a psychotherapist basis, you know. When I did it before, because we were digging, you know, I was digging for those questions, right. digging for those emotions. These were just popping up without asking one question at all. And so this, you know, kept kind of going on, and, you know, uh, people would be walking dogs, the dogs would come by, and kind of like how a dog would look at you, but all of a sudden the dog was, don't think I'm crazy, because that's what I thought I was, kind of like saying, hi, I am really pretty, or something like that, or I'm really sharp looking. And I kind of was going, Donnie, you really better check yourself out really good. You know, you're a psychotherapist, better go in for some testing, maybe, or maybe it's the anesthesia. Did you want to say to the person with you, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, really. In, in the way, and I'll explain that, it's like almost a conversation that goes on in your head. If you had a conversation 10 minutes ago with me, and then you're kind of remembering that conversation and hearing uh-huh. the words, that's how it goes in my head. So what happens, I started going out a little bit on my own, and... Um, there was a woman who was very important to our life. Um, we call her Aunt Betty. She was my partner's aunt. And she was a very loving, fun woman. And she had passed away about the same time my mom did. And I'm out walking. And as I'm walking, vividly, like as she's standing in front of me, but yet in my head, there's like two scenarios going on, like two dimensions going on at that time. She's, she's telling me that she's very worried about Jeff, who's her son. And she's putting her hand. Now, this is going on in my head, though, this movie. Right. Of her, like, saying there's something wrong in his blood and, and, and there's something wrong. And, and she's addressing me, just looking very normal. And it's on the other side. Kind of, that's not Aunt Betty. It's a lookalike that we put there. In, on the I'm website. just imagining. Or, yeah. Yeah. And um, so I come back and I, I, I say to Kurt, I say, Kurt, you know, this is his cousin Jeff. And, oh, and she'd also mentioned that she was very sad. Um, she was upset and sad for one of her granddaughters. 
just a conversation like this in my head. I said, you know, Kurt, can you check or find out if Jeff is okay? And I guess he went and called his mother and said, well, he was supposed to have um, hip surgery or something. Well, unbeknownst to us, the next day we get a phone call. Oh, Jeff is in very bad shape. He has a blood infection. Oh! The other thing that had happened, her granddaughter had lost a baby. And you didn't know it? I had no idea. I didn't even know the granddaughter's name at that point. And what did this make you feel like when you, I mean, this is confirmation that the conversation had to have some validity. I was going, I don't know, let's just check this out. (laughs) You know, it was sort of like I was shocked. Yeah, what the heck just happened? Right, and then when it, you know, it came back that this was really happening, um, and then some other details that, you know, were going on during the time I was very right on about. So I had, I had never, I've never really thought much about psychics and, you know, I, I believe in them, you know, I, but I never really could understand how they do this or how they're getting this type of information. So I'm going, well, this must be how some of them are getting them. So I had another neighbor who had invited me over as I was getting better to, to come over, and um, she had a daughter that um, had been killed. And she says, I, and I told her what had happened. My experience is I was feeling very psychic. And um, I, as I walked around the house, and we were talking, and she showed me a picture of her daughter on the wall, you know, at the age right before I guess she had uh, passed away, I, I, I sensed that there was another picture in the house um, of her at a younger age. But prior to that, I had walked around the house, and we had gone into one room, which I asked her, was this a child's bedroom at one time? And she goes, it might have been a bedroom. They had remodeled their house. It was a master closet. And I walked back out, and then, again, I brought up that thing about the picture. Is there a picture of her in white with a brother and sister with the Easter bunny? That's not the picture I'm seeing in my head of her. Sure enough, she goes through all her old albums, and these are all those tarnished old, like, Kodak and Somatic pictures. Right. as day, there she is with the Easter Bunny. Well, when we revisited the closet, all her childhood toys were in that closet. So there was an energy that I was picking up on. I think, uh, you know, people and objects hold energies. And that's what I sense. So how did how did it make you feel when you realized that you were getting images of people who had had died? Was, you were getting messages from animals. You were you were seeing you know interesting things in your head that turned it, out to be real. It was first. It was it was really exuberating. But yet, you know, I didn't want to tell anybody <laughs> because I thought they would think I was I off my rocker. I, I can understand why you wouldn't. I mean. It was, it, it was absolutely not doing that, but what happened is that things were progressing, and I was getting more accurate. And I think I need to take it back to the hospital rather than the walk, you know, the walking. Something was different when I woke up in the bed. Um, a very dear friend of mine, who I've always been around, was you know came to visit me, came back into town, was sitting on the bed, and I kept smelling like hair tonic, like bro cream. And I, I never had the guts to ask or anything like that or what that was all about. You know, did you change your hair? You know, right. Your hair product it's or not something like you ask. Yeah, you know, that's not quite nice to ask your best, one of your best friends. And then um, 
as we were talking, I keep sniffing this, and then as I looked out in the hall, um, Father Gill from our Episcopal Church had been sitting there, and he was new to the church, and I haven't met him, and there was like a glow around this man. And I kind of asked everybody, please, leave the room. You know, something's not right here. I'm smelling things. There's a glow around this man. And so that was really my first thing, that something was wrong or different. Or you know, different, at that point. yeah. At that point. So I, I'm kind of backtracking to... So you yeah, were seeing did, auras, but did you know what an aura was? No, I had no idea. Ergo, psychic library. <laughs> so, yes. You know, this is going on and on and on. I'm reading more things. I, I did one. I, I, I met one individual uh, who was very sad and um, hit the names. Uh, at first, I had asked her if there was a person by a certain name that passed who liked cooking. I was picking up a name that so be actually visualizing this woman cooking. And we got down to the whole crux of, I gave her her husband's name and what took place and stuff like that. And it was just getting stronger and stronger and stronger as I got stronger. And it didn't freak you out? No, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. I loved it, but I didn't like the secrecy about it. That was my biggest problem. The so when did you let people know that you were able to do this? I kind of, well, two people knew, or three people knew. And then I met Adrian, who's the co-founder of Psychic Library. Right. And um, through circumstances, we got together. I'd known her son previously. And we'd been talking and talking and talking and stuff. I said, well, I think I need to tell you something about myself. And I wanted to really see the reaction of somebody, you know, if I told them. And I, she took it very well. <laughs> she took it quite well. And I told her, I have a very big problem with this, though. I cannot get information of what I have or what I'm doing. I really didn't know much about it. So when I went to seek out this information, it was so scattered all over the web. I was calling psychics. And they were giving them money back because I was getting better, giving them better <laughs> readings than they could do. I mean, my PayPal account was getting full. So and you didn't have a background of, of, of the, the and spirituality that went into auras. And I had no idea between a chakra, an aura, and the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference, Donnie. I know there is. I know <laughs> there is. And what I found was, you know, I bought tapes, I was listening to tapes, and they are all talking about these chakras and auras and clairvoyance and clairsentience and all this stuff. And, you know, I didn't know what to call myself even until really one day um, a few people said, you're a medium. I had called Sonia Fitzpatrick. She's the famous pet uh, um, psychic. She used right. Animal Planet. And as she got on the phone, she goes, my mic, Donnie, you're quite the psychic medium. And she kind of verified it at that point. And I trusted her because I always enjoyed her show. And, you know, so then trying to get this information, you know, why do I have it? How do I have it? Where does it come from? Um, was, you know, it, it, it was scattered. You know, I was getting different opinions here, different opinions there, different information here, different, you know, every site had and one little bit. It, and some of it seems so way out that it's like, not credible. Not, well, it wasn't a question of credibility. It was readability. <laughs> I, mean, was, you know, I, I mean, these people, you know, some they're excellent writers, but I don't read that well when it comes to esoteric type of writing. Well, because it's like foreign language almost. It really is. It really is. I couldn't understand things like 
quantum physics and quantum jumping and quantum this or being <laughs> well, on another well, bridge. You know, <laughs> and, and I, I discovered so many things, you know, while we were, you know, investigating all this that, you know, as I said, we, we, we decided to put a website together. You know, that, so nobody should ever have to go through what I went through. You know, and if they feel they have these abilities, there's one spot you find everything. And you know what? It's almost time to go to break. I think we'll do that now because I want to talk about the psychic library. I want you to be able to go through it with some of the people who now have, I hope, their computer open to psychiclibrary.com. So this is Irene Conlon, my guest, Donnie Tash, saying stay tuned because there's some really good stuff coming up. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness is delighted to finally have the opportunity to fulfill the requests of our many guests and listeners to extend the Mind, Brain, and Body experience to a second hour. Tune in for The Lyceum Critiques of Ancient and Modern Understanding with Dr. Michael Kell. The purpose of this show is to explore and expand upon mankind's continual efforts to explain why we exist. Join us each week as we continue our fireside chats with some of the most remarkable thinkers living today. The Lyceum airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on World Talk Radio Variety. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Donnie Tash. We're talking about the psychic library. We're talking about his life as a psychic uh, from being a psychotherapist, which I just find that so delightful. I can't tell you how delightful. Um, We're going to talk about the psychic library, and Donnie's going to lead us through it. But before he does, I want to ask him a question. Right up front on the psychic library, it says the world is not coming to an end in 2012, as people are predicting. Donnie, talk a little bit about that. Well, I think the Mayans just got tired. (laughs) 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 Just went away. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Irene, it's the question of prophecies and, you know, how much stock we hold in them. You know, there's so many shows on Nostradamus. Uh, so many predictions, and, you know, even after the fact that people say they claimed the Oklahoma bombing or 
that they knew about 9-11. Nostradamus knew about 9-11. But where, where, where were they all on 9-10? Telling everybody to get out of the yeah. airplane. That's <laughs> right. what I'd like to know. Where was everybody the day before screaming and shouting? You know, even if you had to get arrested, lay yourself down. Stop these people from boarding planes or going into buildings. Exactly. Or have them move out of the cities before the volcanoes erupt. You know, it just, you know, it just is interesting that we have so much commotion about this one. You know, like, like the Mayans were spot on about everything they ever said, and their calendar ended. Well, you know, did they run out of paper or stone or whatever they, they were on? You know, well, what happened? You know, I feel they did a cycle, like everything has a cycle, and cycles repeat themselves. Um, I can't look into it any, uh, any deeper than they created a wonderful, you know, calendar, just as we have a clock with 12 numbers on it. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and you're saying that we don't need to worry, we can just keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. You know, I, I absolutely keep on trucking. And if I'm wrong, I'm very sorry. And I always say, we'll meet on the other side, and I'll give you all apologies. Yeah, you know, right. At that point. But exactly. I, I, I don't feel the prophecies yeah, really should scare people as much as maybe take some warning about change, that we can change things in ourselves. And we can change. Pardon? We can change. Absolutely, absolutely. We can all change, and we can do things to make change. You know, as as the level of consciousness is rising, some major changes are taking place. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I've been told I'm going to be dead in 24 hours, dead in eight months, dead here, dead there. You know what? I don't know if it's docking that much more, but I will be dead. <laughs> well, yeah, point. that's a given. We all will be, but who knows when, exactly, you know? Exactly, exactly. You know, I've been told I'm going to live to be 100, and I'm not too excited about that either. <laughs> well, you know, when, and going back to psychotherapy, you know, the difference when I was working with a lot of people, you know, with fatal disease such as HIV, you know, and people would say to them, oh, I could step in front of the bus. You know, we could all step in front. We could all be killed. You know, we could all die tomorrow. The problem was with some people, they know they're going to be hit by the bus. You know, and it's just what day and when. Well, and you, you know, know that, oh, actually, that, that doom. Our thoughts create. Yeah, yeah. Now, you have a number of rooms. Right. The, just like any library. And the one I found so fascinating was the conference room. You talk about spirituality. And, you know, I, I, why don't you talk just a little bit about that, about what you mean by spirituality. When we talk about being spiritual, if you ask, Ten people, what they mean when they say I'm spiritual, or I'm spiritual and not religious, or whatever it is they say, you'll get ten different ideas of what spiritual means. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about what you mean. Well, when talking about spirituality, there's there's different forms of spirituality. Um, we talk about it on Psychic Library in a more generic sense, and. Um, we try not to offend anybody, um, and in fact, we entitle it, it's an inside job. You know, it's spirituality, it's a philosophy, it's something that we have to feel and create within ourselves. And that's the approach that we took on Psychic Library, that it's spirituality itself has been around since man. You know, in early times, in early cultures, uh, believing in um, 
you know, gods, deities, uh, animals, and everything like that. So people have been spiritual from the, the beginning of time. From the beginning, yeah. From the beginning of time. Where people have problems with spirituality, they associate right away with organized religion. You can be religious and spiritual, but you can be spiritual and not religious. Absolutely. Right. You know, and I think we put it at the um, end of, I think, the spirituality, just simply stated, it teaches us that we're all connected with each other. We have a common bond, that we're all in this universe together. And I think the most important thing when we started writing spirituality, I pulled it out, though, is knowing you're spiritual, that that you're part of the universe. You didn't create it. It doesn't evolve around you. Exactly. And, now, yeah. Said, and one, the beautiful thing about spirituality, spirituality, pardon me, is that you can customize it. And, and you know what? We're all so different. We're unique. I mean, we are so incredibly unique. It doesn't seem possible that we could all believe exactly the same thing exactly. when, when we're not given a, a, a manual. We don't come with a manual about what is, you know, how things got started. You know, we. we I, you know, it was when I was, you know, counseling in addiction. These people would go to these self-help programs or 12-step programs and they'd hear spirituality and they'd think it's a cult. And I don't think it was meant that way and I heard a lot of different opinions on it, you know, being on the other side, you know, and hearing all these different things, what people felt or what they believed it was. And, you know, I had to find a common, a common belief common philosophy about it. And I felt... And we all need to do that. Yeah, and, and that's what I feel. And so what we have on Psychic Library, and it did go into the conference room, it, it's attached to a few things, but we put it there as something that people might want to talk about, you know, give us feedback on what their opinion is. And you know what? No opinion is wrong. No, no opinion is wrong. And we don't know. That's exactly we it. We don't do not have know. absolute proof. Now, you have other rooms. Take us on a quick little tour okay. of the library. All right. Why we decided to put it into rooms is, first of all, because those are all the things I knew nothing about <laughs> that okay. I came across. So, you know, when we go to the different rooms, you know, people were talking about angels. You know, when I was going to some of these sites, they do angel card readings. They they have angels they talk to. There's archangels. You have birth angels and all this different stuff. So we started investigating. I said, you know, Adrian, let's make a room about angels. We'll call it the angel room. You know, we decided to make this into a library, so we'll have a room on angels. And like every library, you know, they have a section, and there's lots of books in the section. Right. So there's a lot of different, you know, information in the angel room. So you can even find your own birth angel. I was just going to say that. Yes, and you find out the qualities and there's a little affirmation attached to it and how to communicate with them, which I believe true angel communication is through the heart. And I believe there's a lot of angels walking on earth right now. I totally agree with you. And then, you know, I was hearing a lot about spirit guides. Spirit guide tells me this. Spirit guide tells me that. So I had to do a little investigation into that. Well, what I didn't quite understand, people were getting information from their spirit guide. Uh, now, I'm not that fortunate to really know mine if I do have one, but there is something feeding me the information. You know, and I think it's something bigger than Cox Cable. 
I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, so we found out a lot of interesting stuff about angels, and we put it there. And, um, you know, it's it's very interesting reading. Now, the aura room was very, very interesting. And, you know, when I first met with Adrian, I kept talking about auras, aura of the day. It basically, I... I love art, I love colors, I love things. And we even talk at one point about sensing auras that little kids even draw people in colors that they make, you know, how they, you know, they might draw their mother in pink, their father in red, showing angry, their brother in green, you know, or something like that. So, you know, we equate certain feelings and emotions to, you know, people. However, we ourselves admit these emotions and feelings, which can be translated into colors. Exactly. So we decided that we were going to define the colors of the aura, and then we found out there's seven layers of the aura. <laughs> so yes. We went further into the different layers of the aura, and um, what each layer has to do with our lives, our emotions, and our spirituality. And then you discover chakras. Chakras. We're going right down the room. Well, what is a chakra? As I'm spinning around the web, something else is spinning inside of me. And these are these wheels, these energy centers, these vortexes. And this goes back, the auras, the chakras, all to ancient times. In the belief that, you know, we have these energy centers within ourselves. And we do. We do. You know, doctors or medical people call them... um, uh, well, the word just went right out of my mind. Um, nerve plexus. Right, right, right. Well, you know, these chakras, these energy centers all play a certain part in our life. So one of the things that was amazing to me is I bought tapes on, you know, psychic abilities, developing psychic abilities. They all were talking about chakras. And um, after a while, it does make sense in many of these ancient people talk about this life force energy, these energies within our body. And the chakras play a very, very important life in our, excuse me, an important part in the stabilization of our life, our thinking, and our actual health. And and we get to the healing room, we'll find that people work with these chakras. Yes. And ourselves. So we give some descriptions, and then uh, we have produced um, videos. We have and a YouTube channel that tells about each chakra and its importance, and you get to it either through the site or they're all on the site. And, and they're very, very well done. They were fun. They were great doing it. And, you know, I learned as we were producing these things. It was great. It was now, really I'm going to ask everybody to hang out just for a second in the chakra room because it's time for us to take a break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Donnie Tash saying stay tuned. We'll be right back and learn more about the Psychic Library. We're making it easier to listen to the World Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hi, this is Rochelle and Jeff from Travel Hub Radio with another Travel Hub tip. You're late for your flight and there is a long line at the security checkpoint. What can you do as a traveler to improve time and efficiency and make your flight quickly? One idea is to take everything out of your pockets, such as sunglasses, cell phones, PDAs, pagers, and other metal and electronic objects. 
put them in an easily accessible pocket on your carry-on luggage. If security asks you to display or operate these items, they're right there. Plus, you won't hold up the line when you have to do the walk. A metal belt buckle or a wristwatch is usually not a problem, but be aware of them and ready to remove them quickly if needed. Wear comfortable shoes that can be quickly slipped off and on if you are asked to remove them. Most of all, if the security personnel give you specific directions or ask you a question, don't argue. Just comply and cooperate. It's not personal. They're just doing their job. For traveling tips and much more, make sure you tune into Travel Hub Radio or listen to the show archives and podcast right here on World Talk Radio and at TravelHubRadio.com. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon and my guest, Donnie Tash. We were hanging out in the chakra room of the Psychic Library. We're going to ask Donnie to continue the tour. Donnie, you're on. Hi. Um, our next room basically got to the healing room. When we were investigating this whole thing about the psychic realm, we found out that there are healing modalities that people were using that were called psychic healing or that were using the same principles that I was being taught or learning or, you know, as I was developing this library, you know, about chakras and about auras and different types of things that are come from ancient times that we are now coming back into favor. And not that these are to be used alone, but in conjunction with, you know, medical technology today. So we found that, you know, digging into the psychic realm, we found out there's much more to it than just connecting with the other side. Uh, and what's That's- exciting to me, just absolutely fascinating, is that research is showing that these healing modalities have great validity. Absolutely, absolutely. And that would bring us then into the meditation room. Uh-huh. Where, <laughs> you know, we, we find that actually taking time quieting ourselves, getting in touch with ourselves, not altering our state, you know, in a chemical way, but in an actual spiritual way. And I'm saying spiritual is the philosophy. Right. Um, that there's benefits to it, and we talk about that. And yeah, this is the going within that you're told you need to do. Absolutely. It's the going within, and basically there's meditations for everything. And we put quite a few of them up there. And also, going back to the chakra, they're all interconnected. Meditations for chakra alignment, meditation for aura cleansing. There are meditations for everything. You even have a meditation for weight loss, depression, and what? Oh, let me list them. We got them for, what, physical pain, uh, spiritual connection, depression, healing emotional trauma, inner peace, anxiety. The list goes on, even to phobias. <laughs> Even to folk, and they're good. They are good. 
They are good. It's a good organization that put those together. And we're no, it's of- not way out kind of woo-woo stuff. It's rock-solid, down-to-earth, connecting kind of meditation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then to have a little bit of fun and a little insight, we go to the Oracle Room, which I know is your favorite. Yeah, I, I have a lot of fun in the Oracle Room. Right. But, you know, this, the Oracle Room was designed to give you a taste of what many of the psychics do out there. Tarot reading, I Ching, uh, divinations that you can, divinations, these are called divination tools, a lot of them. And these are things you can do yourself. One of the amazing things that Adrian and I discovered was the natal report, which is based on astrology. How right. accurate. You know, I, uh, when I, we first did my first one, I said, this is more accurate than an MMPI which I used to give to my patients. Yes, it is. It was more accurate. I was just loving it. And, you know, as I said, it's, it's to give you a taste, but there are very well-trained people in all these areas that try to get a recommendation if you want to go further. And um, you'll be amazed at what you can learn about yourself through these different types, you know, divination. Right. And it, it's fun because... Yeah, you're able to sort out what doesn't work for you that you're you're seeing there. Right. But so much of it just really hits home. It's so right on. It is. It's amazing. How did they know that? I know. Well, they've studied this for three thousand years plus. Yes. So it's been around a while. And I did put it in the learning room because many people want to know about the different abilities. Um, which I didn't know what I had, what they were called, and I go a little in depth to what each one is, even how to uh, heighten it if you have it, you know, it a little bit. You know, there's so many books out there, you can be psychic. And, you know, if you read about me on the other side, which is the final room of um, the website, you know, I talk about the different experiences and there's some testimonials and stuff, but more so... It's what it's actually like. Do you learn this really, or, or do we have it? Or do we all have a bit of it? And don't, don't you think we all have a bit of it? And I wrote the um, article, which you posted so kindly, was the intuition is the doorway to psychic ability. Yes. And it's all an intuition, because everything I have, as much as I say I, I, I hear it, I see it in my head, but it's got to connect with the gut. It's got to feel right. Yes. So I think a lot of my psychic ability is my gut feeling, my gut sensing. Um, even even with auras, it's like you you know when you feel you're closer in a room where you got to get away from somebody. You know, it's it's they call it their auras invading yours. And, right. And your gut feeling that. It's and you gut. feel their energy. I mean, we're little you know, transmitters. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Energy makes matter, we're matter, and we, <laughs> we all turn back to energy. So somehow there's some connection between it all. There's great connections. You also have a reference room that has wonderful definitions. Oh, boy, was that fun. <laughs> that oh. was, it's probably about the largest one on the web right now. And, oh, I, I think so. I've never yeah. seen one quite as complete as that. Yeah, the thing is what we did is we found all these terminology and things, and we studied them. And some definitions were quite made up by individuals. And anything that had any validity that could be uh, checked, either through books or on the web, 
um, we try to cover it. Any terminology might come across because there was so much terminology, as I said earlier, that I didn't even understand or couldn't even pronounce the word. Right. So um, we did some research on these terminology, you know, the different terms. We made it a glossary, and a lot of our pages, you know, interconnect with it. And the reason being is because some of this is very foreign to people. Very, very foreign to people. It's very foreign. The first time you hear it, you think, what on earth is this? Well, this is some way out the, kind of thing. The first time I saw well, somebody, I was like one uh, designer to the website. He goes, oh, you're reading my mind. And, uh, you know, it's not like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it, it is and it isn't because sometimes you do know their thoughts. You, you do. You get you sense. You get a sense going of it. On. But it's, a, it's not a 24-7 thing. And that's no. one thing I, I can't understand where some people can be on all the time. Maybe they're gifted in that sense. I cannot do it 24-7. It has to be calm. It has to be the people have to have the right energy, you know, that they're admitting. I say people wear attachment. And what I'm reading is these energies, these attachments that have occurred or incidents that are people's life that have left an impression or an attachment on them. Exactly, yeah. Donnie, we're right up toward the end of the show. So what is the final main thought you'd like to leave with the listeners today? Well, I think the main thought is keep an open mind. And there's a lot of different information out there. Take what you need and leave the rest. That's said in a lot of different, you know, situations. And, you know, if we just try to understand and as I said, keep an open mind to this and even look toward ourselves, you know, our own intuition and, and try to grow from that. I think the object of the whole thing that I learned from is that how important our gut is in our life in making decisions. Yes. And it certainly isn't anything to be afraid of. Ab- you know. Absolutely not. And don't be a psychic. Don't fear psychics at all, but be cautious of psychics. And yeah. there are many people out there that claim to have many abilities that um, you, you better check it out. Check <laughs> it out. If it doesn't feel right. Right. If it doesn't feel right, walk away. Don't walk buy away. into and it. And if they give you a prophecy and it scares you, go to another psychic. <laughs> you might get go a better answer. Exactly. Exactly. Next week's guest is Michelle Casto, who's going to be talking about your destiny. So next week you want to tune in. Donnie, thank you so much. It's oh, been so much fun. We're going to do it again. Oh, and thank you for having me. It's been absolutely delightful. And good luck with your move. It's all going to work out. Good thank you. Oh, I hope that's a, that's a prediction. Absolutely good prediction. <laughs> Take care, yeah, this is Irene Conlon and my guest Donnie Tash saying thank you for joining us with the Self-Improvement Show today. Stay tuned again next week for more fun. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. 